Welcome back to the Toolkit Depot studio. Well, our next guest is bringing his rugby league team to Perth on August 5. There's going to be a big doubleheader at Optus Stadium. Of course, the Dolphins will play the Knights and then the South Sydney Rabbitohs will play Cronulla. It's going to be a big one. Both teams in the top four at the moment. Blake Solly, the CEO of the South Sydney Rabbitohs, is on the line. Hello, Blake. How are you going? Yeah, good. Thanks, Mark. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Um, so it's going to be a, a big match, the um, the Sharks versus the Rabbitohs. Why bring it to Perth? Oh, for us, it was another opportunity to um, get in front of our members and, and fans and supporters of Rugby League in Western Australia, in particularly Perth. Um, it's been a little while since we've been there Um for a home game, but it was a great opportunity, particularly on the back of some of the success in recent years with State of Origin um, being played over there, and we had a doubleheader there in 2018. So we know there's an appetite for really good quality rugby league uh, in Perth, and we had an opportunity with uh, the Women's World Cup um, here in Sydney over that period, and a good opportunity to take a great opponent in the Sharks over there as well. What sort of crowd does a doubleheader like that, is it likely to pull it up to stadium? Oh, we'd, we'd love it if there was 40,000 plus, I think, um, the games themselves almost uh, are as good as any um, games in the competition rounds. We've had some great battles with Pranella over the last few years. They beat us by a point down the Shark Park last year, and then we got the better of them in the semi-finals. And so you've got two great teams in really good form playing. And then um, the Dolphins are probably the story of the NRL season. Um, Wayne's got them firing, and the Knights are having a really good year as well. So for any fan or um, supporter of rugby league who wants to get along to a game. They're going to be two great games in one of the world's great stadiums. Tell us about rugby league in Western Australia. How do you see it at the moment? Oh, I think it's it's really in a healthy spot. I mean, we have a great relationship with John Saxon from NRLWA, and anything that we can do to grow the game uh, in Western Australia and Perth in particular is, is really important. We think that um, it's had a proud history of rugby league and proud history of supporting rugby league over a long period, and. Um, we think there's a market for, for good quality rugby league games there and hopefully at some stage, I know, speaking to Sacco and a few of the people over there, they'd love to have their own team in the NRL. So anything that we can do to foster the game in Western Australia is, is something that we're happy to put our shoulders to the wheel and do. So what is required here, do you think, to get to that point where we can say we're putting a hand up to have a team in the NRL? Yeah, it's, it's hard for me to say because I'm not close enough to any bid or, or whatever the process. I know... Um, the guys in WA have had a number of conversations with Andrew and Peter at the NRL, but I think like anything, it, it's about the people of Western Australia coming to watch our games, um, that the junior development um, continues to remain really strong and that I suppose the commercial community or the, the business community of Perth and Western Australia also want to support uh, an NRL team. They're the three things that I think the game looks for. Is it going to increase the number of people playing? Is it going to increase the number of sponsors and, and corporates supporting the game, and is it going to increase the number of people watching it on TV or in the stadiums? What's the ideal size of the NRL competition as far as you're concerned? Oh, it has to be 18 now. Um, our view has always been that if you're going to go to 17, there must be a plan to go to 18 at some point in the next five years. Um, I don't think anyone feels that the current setup is optimal, um, where 17 teams and, and, and three buys over the course of the year. It would make much more sense to have 18 teams in the competition and, and that regularity um, inserted back into the into the season schedule. Um, and also, I think it probably opens up an opportunity for the game to consider a conference system, um, which would be great, I think. I think everyone would 
like the opportunity, particularly in Sydney, for us clubs to be playing each other more often um, with games against teams outside of Sydney. And likewise, I think um, if you have a look at the success that the Queensland teams have had having games against each other all through the season, that that conference model would be a real um, opportunity for the game to do something differently and do something better. Yeah, I think that's uh, – I've actually floated that idea with the AFL a few times and I got told, we're not American. We don't want a conference system. Maybe it's a little bit different in uh, in Sydney than it is in uh, in Melbourne. But I, I think that makes a lot of sense. But uh, uh, it often gets howled down by Australian voices. Hey, the Rabbitohs are flying. They're on top of the ladder. You've got an 8-3 and three record. Tell us about your season so far. Oh, the, the boys um, and the coaching department have done a tremendous job. We had a – Pretty challenging start to the season, not only with um, the schedule where we played Penrith and Melbourne twice in the first 10 weeks, but um, we had a lot of injuries to middle forwards through that period. And um, the players have done a wonderful job in the way in which they've played and the way in which they've kind of attacked the first part of the season. And the coaches have had them humming um, really for the for the last six weeks. So we're really proud of what they've done. We haven't really done anything yet in terms of the season. We're only a third of the way through, but we couldn't have asked to be in a better position going into what will be a difficult and tricky origin period. Um, and the players and the coaching staff just deserve so much credit for the way in which they've gone about it and, and really given everyone in the club a sense of optimism for what the last two-thirds of the season hold for us. Tell us about South City, the club. It is a special club. It's steeped in tradition. It's had um, its ups and downs and, and a time when it was out of the competition. It would be a special place to work at, I would imagine. It is. South have got a unique narrative um, across world sport. I mean, we've won more premierships than any other team in the competition. We've also had the misfortune of being kicked out of the competition for two years. So it's rare that you have a club that's seen um, both the highs of 21 premierships and also the low of being kicked out. But that's part of the narrative. It's part of the culture of the place. We um, never want to be in a position where we're at risk of being kicked out of the competition again. And, and we've sort of built ourselves up over a 20-year period I think, to be one of the powerhouses in the competition. And we do that in a way that we support our communities, the work of South Cares, um, the charity that uh, is part of the club, does on a daily basis, extraordinary. They'll be in Perth with us when we come over for the game. Um, and I think we've got a, a unique relationship with the Indigenous community of any sporting club, certainly the NRL, if not um, Australian sport. So we get a great opportunity this weekend to celebrate that with our game against Parramatta at Allianz on Friday. So... It's a great club. It's got so much to offer in terms of um, what we do on the field, but we're as excited and as proud of the stuff we do off it as well. And, of course, you've got Latrell Mitchell and Cody Walker, um, two great Indigenous talents as well, and you mentioned that Indigenous round coming up. Yeah, we, I mean, clearly um, Cody and Latrell are, are two of the finest players in the game and I think probably the most articulate ambassadors for the Indigenous community in Australian sport. But... Um, we have six Indigenous players in our top 30. Um, so 20% of our, our playing squad is Indigenous and then 20% of our staff off the field are Indigenous as well. So we're really proud of that connection. Um, we like to think that we live and breathe the relationship with the Indigenous community on a daily basis, but Friday and, and this week in general gives us a great opportunity to put that at the front of what we do and, and show um, Australia and the sporting community um, about that relationship and also give guys like Cody and Luttrell a great opportunity to advocate for Indigenous causes. So it's a big week for us and, and we couldn't be prouder of what we do. My understanding is they uh, recently went to Cabbage Tree Island after the, the floods up there. Tell us about what they did up there. Yeah, they, they went and visited the community um, the week of the Magic Round and um, they know exactly what their presence does in that community and the boost it gives people and in particular um, kids in, in primary school and high school when they turn up. But 
Um, it's pro- I mean, it's great that that visit got a lot of attention, but it's it's probably something that they do um, more regularly than people know. I, I'd be surprised if Latrell and Cody weren't out in the community every couple of weeks doing something like that. They're wonderful ambassadors for the community. Um, despite the success they've had uh, on and off the field, they've never taken their eyes off um, an ability to give back to that community and I think use their status and use their profile and, and use their position as role models to help a community whenever it's been in difficulty or in need. And, and it speaks to them and their values and everything that they stand for. What sort of, um, I, as an AFL rider predominantly, I, I know what Indigenous players bring um, to a sport like AFL. What are the special skills that an Indigenous player like Latrell uh, brings to, to rugby league that sets them apart from others? Oh, I think you only have to watch Latrell and, and Cody play and, and their wonderful um, instinct for the game and um, I suppose their, their their skill and their ability to read a game probably better than anyone. But they also bring a huge amount of resilience as a result of, uh, I suppose, some of the challenges they've had um, coming through the systems and, and, and coming through junior rugby league. I mean, they've both spoken very eloquently about the experiences they've had um, in junior rugby league and coming through the system. And that brings a certain resilience. I mean, Cody is a wonderful example. He didn't debut in the owner role until he was 26. Um, sort of hovered around a number of clubs and it, it was probably us that gave him that opportunity to show exactly what he's capable of. And now he's almost reached every height in the game. He's, he's played for New South Wales. He's played in grand finals. He's one of the game's premier players. And to, to think that he only debuted at 26, um, a long time after most other people have made their debut, he speaks volumes to his resilience and his character and his courage. And so those guys bring a lot in terms of their skill, but they also bring a lot in terms of their character to the club. And we've seen a lot of progress made, I think, in in tackling racial prejudice in sport generally. Um, certainly I've witnessed it in the AFL. How are we going and how far along the journey are we in, uh, in say, rugby league? Oh, I think we're... Um, Certainly on the journey. I don't think any of us in the game um, are sitting here thinking that we've got a crack and, and we're closer to the finish than the start. But the progress that the game continues to make is wonderful. I mean, we had an incident earlier in, in the year in Penrith and, and Latrell was courageous enough to call it out. Um, the players on both sides at the time were courageous enough to call it out. He had the support of both the clubs who played in the game and the, and the wider sport of NRL. And I think um, when you see things like that occur and um, players are confident and courageous enough to call them out and the support they get from the game shows that we're, we've come a long way, um, that players feel comfortable doing that and that they know that um, the game has their back. But we've still got to do better in terms of it shouldn't be happening in the first place. So that's the journey we're on. Um, we're very proud of the way in which our players address those issues, but it'll be a bit like, I suppose, um, painting the Sydney Harbour Bridge. You're never going to stop doing it. It's something that we have to continue to call out, continue to educate, um, and continue to make sure that it becomes very much something that isn't regular or something that doesn't happen very often and and people understand exactly the hurt that those sorts of comments can cause. Yeah, absolutely. And I think when the, uh, the players themselves in particular, the heroes of the little kids growing up, when they take a stand... It's a massive step forward. And the fact that we seem to, across all codes, have that unity amongst the playing group is a, is a huge step forward in this battle, I think. Um, Blake, when you come to Perth, what sort of things will you be doing in and around the game to help grow the game here? Yeah, so we'll do a lot of work with John um, and uh, his team at NRL 
WA to make sure that um, junior league clubs get to experience the coaching and the playing side of the game. Um, we're going to be there for a fair few days. I think we're, our, our um, footy department intends to come over fairly early in the week. So our train, some of our training sessions will be open for people who want to come and have a look. And then South Cares will be on the ground um, all week as well, um, doing the school visits, um, doing the education campaigns, and also trying to develop the game in Perth. So, um, as always, when we take a game on the road, it's not only the 80 minutes that is important, it's the week that sits around and making sure that every rugby league fan in the community gets an opportunity to meet the players and, and watch a training session or, or, or gather some more information about the game. Blake, thank you so much for coming on the show. Good luck this weekend with Indigenous Round and uh, we look forward to seeing you when you come to Perth on August 5. No, thank you. And I know on behalf of everyone at the Rabbitohs, we can't wait to get over this again. Um, it's been a little while since we've been there. We love playing there and we can't wait to visit WA. Blake Solly, the CEO of the South Sydney Rabbitohs, of course, arguably the most iconic rugby league club in the NRL competition. Uh, terrific to have him on and we look forward to seeing them in Perth uh, in a couple of months' time. We'll take a break and we'll be back to wrap up the show straight after this.